Welcome to Oh God and Man, the show whose host's wife can't wait to see him again. <laughs> this is your host, Brom French. If you want to reach me, you can reach me at 210-854-8029. You can also reach me at bromfrench at mail.com. And uh, so this weekend was an amazing weekend. I got to be the best man at one of my best friend's weddings, Brother Bill Loman. And yes, I mentioned him by name. He is one of the guys who has been a very faithful listener to the podcast. However, refuses to do any more than read the Bible on the podcast, scared that I'm going to insult him or make fun of him. Obviously, you would think that he's never listened to the podcast because that doesn't sound like anything I would personally ever do because I'm kind, giving, loving, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do want to say congratulations, and uh, Carol is one blessed woman, and uh, Brother Loman is one blessed man. And uh, I'm thanking God that uh, Sister Carol has some visual impairments so that she could not see his face clearly and still agreed to marry him. <laughs> now, there is other crazy news. Another one of my very good friends was at a wedding, but this was not his own. This was his daughter's. His eldest daughter just got married, to which I need to give him a word of sympathy and commend his strength because he did not kill the boy. <laughs> he allowed this day to come. Neither of my daughters are as of yet married, and I'm not sure how I would handle that. Um, some part of me would just want to tear their heart out through their mouth. And <laughs> and see what else I could do to them. And so uh, anyway, congratulations to the dad, the father of the bride. Great young man that he married. And I am thrilled for everybody in the situation. And uh, so anyway, what else has been going on? Well, you can't help but look around and see that the world is still in chaos. Now recognize I did give two instances of weddings, marriages that have happened over this past weekend. Recognize that both marriages included a husband and a wife. And when I say a husband, I actually mean a male. Um, and I don't mean male like the mailman delivers, but like the doctor delivers. Real men that uh, married real women, not women who used to be Bruce. <laughs> but bio females and <laughs> it's an amazing day we live in where you go to a wedding and the question is that's great uh but who were the grooms or who were the the brides or i hope you're getting the the gist it's an amazing day we live in but it is not a day to run and hide it's not a day to cower in the back somewhere, but rather it is a day for us Christians to shine brighter 
than we have ever shined. The Pope came out and said he is making gestures to the homosexual movement, welcoming them, them into the church. Please forgive me, but I will never welcome sin into the church because I don't see where Jesus ever did that. However, you will find me welcoming the sinner into the church. Sin is not welcome into the kingdom, but the sinner always is. That's why he has a new robe for each and every one of us. And so as we're talking about marriage and we're seeing the decline of a society, again, it's not dark days. It's beautiful days because now we've got a greater chance than we have ever had to be the salt to the earth. We have a greater chance the darker the world becomes. If you've ever looked at a flashlight in the daylight, you can barely tell whether or not the flashlight is on. You honestly just can't tell when the sun is out. But when nighttime has come and you're looking for light somewhere and you find the flashlight and the flashlight is now turned on, all of the attention goes to the flashlight. All of the attention is drawn to that. And now you can see your way. Darkness has come, and we have the greatest opportunity in the world to be the light. And when we are the light, as he is the light, and he has called us to be the light, that city set upon the hill, by all rights, they're going to see us and they're going to recognize us. There's the one other point I want to bring out about the light. Turn a flashlight on in the day, and you're not going to have problems with bugs, because there is so much light everywhere else. And in America, for the most part, that's been our culture. There has been light everywhere. But over the last few decades, the last few years specifically, we have seen as that the light has grown so dim and darkness has become very pervasive in the land. Now our lights are burning brighter than they have ever burned. People are noticing and they are seeing, but you can't help but recognize now the bugs see. And the bugs are the ones that are going to come. They're going to attack. They're going to attach themselves. You turn on a flashlight in the middle of the night and you'll recognize all the bugs around are going to be drawn to that light. That's a good thing, ironically. It's a bad thing as well. Please don't misunderstand me. I believe that entails persecution. But the good thing is they know we're here because we've made a stand. Thank God for Christians that are willing to make a stand. Let me take a break and I'll come back. We'll go through the Bible in a quadrillion years. Hold on just a second. Will someone shut that man up? Never! Never! They say one man's junk is another man's treasure. On a side note, that's a good reason for you men to treat your wives well. I'm honored to be able to offer a brand new service from Junk in the Trunk. Whether it's an orange pill you need, or you're looking for good reading material, or old, tattered, worn underwear, Junk in the Trunk could fit the occasion. Just look beyond the stains, bad smell, and wrong address. For your next treasure, remember Junk in the Trunk. And we are back 
We're about to go to the Bible in a quadrillion years. Believe it or not, we are in Genesis. Well, that you probably believe. <laughs> we are Genesis chapter 33, though, and that is a miracle. Genesis 33, verse number 1. The Bible says this, And Jacob lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, Esau came, and with him four hundred men. And he divided the children unto Leah, and unto Rachel, and unto the two handmaids. And he put the handmaids and their children foremost, and Leah and her children after, and Rachel and Joseph hindermost. And he passed over before them and bowed himself to the ground seven times until he came near to his brother. And Esau ran to meet him and embraced him and fell on his neck and kissed him, and they wept. And he lifted up his eyes and saw the woman and the children and said, Who are those with thee? And he said, The children which God hath graciously given thy servant. Then the Hamans came near, they and their children, and they bowed themselves. And Leah also with her children came near and bowed themselves. And after came Joseph near and Rachel, and they bowed themselves. Remember the story. Jacob is going back to find his family, and he has heard that Esau has heard that he's coming. And Esau is now coming, but he's not coming by himself. He's not coming alone. He's got 400 men coming with him. Jacob is freaking out. Jacob is losing his mind. He's going insane. Uh, but God told him, God was the one that told Jacob to go home. And so now everything that Jacob has been worried about is now coming together. We're going to look at it. Verse number one, he said, Jacob lifts up his eyes and he looks and behold, here Esau's coming. And with him, the 400 men, that same thing that has grieved him all this time up until this point. He sees the 400 men. He's divided the children unto Leah, unto Rachel, unto the two handmaids. He's now broken them up. And you know what he's thinking in his mind? He said, well, if he's going to kill us, he's going to kill uh, me first. And then he's going to kill the handmaiden and those kids. And if he, it, it gives us enough time that some of us might escape recognizing he will die, but at least some of his children may be able to get out. Remember, the Bible said that Jacob loved Rachel. Rachel was his first love. And so Rachel's the one that's at the very back. She's the hindermost because he wants to make sure she and her child escape. And so verse number two, and he put the Hemings and their children foremost, Leah and her children after, and Rachel and Joseph in the hindermost. So now he's broken them up, hoping for peace, but if not prepared for an escape. If need be. Verse number three. And he passed over before them and bowed himself to the ground seven times. Seven times is an interesting number. Seven days God created the world. They asked Jesus, how many times do we need to forgive somebody that has offended us? And he said seven times a day. They came back and said, well, what happens? I'm paraphrasing just in case you can't tell. Come back and say, well, what happens if he does it again the eighth time on that day? Then Jesus says, all right, let's do 70 times seven. 490 times in one day. If they offend you 491 times, then I guess you can hold a grudge. <laughs> what he's really saying is seven has always been the number of completeness. And so when Jacob bows before Esau while they're coming together, it's the number of completeness. He is saying over and over again until it's complete, man, I'm, you know, here I am, accept me for what I have. And he passed over before him, he bows, he comes near his brother. Esau ran to meet him 
and embraced him. Instead of war, instead of hatred, instead of envy, instead of murder, there was love. He embraced him and fell on his neck and kissed him and they wept. How many times is that the case that we think it's going to be judgment, it's going to be hatred, it's going to be the worst, and God is sitting there saying, I'm going to bless you if you'll just let me do it. Just let me be God. He lifted up his eyes and saw the women and the children and said, Who are these that are with thee? And he said unto him, These are the children which God hath graciously given thy servant. These are whom the Lord has given to me. God blessed me. These are my children. And the handmaids came near, and they and their children, they bowed themselves. And Leah also with her children that came near, and they bowed themselves. And after came Joseph near and Rachel, and they bowed themselves. Now all the children are coming and the wives and handmaidens and they are bowing themselves because God saw fit to give favor to the child that's born after promise. Doesn't he always do it by the end? God will give you favor. Thanks so much for listening and we will talk will to you later. Will someone shut that man up? Never! Never!